Thank you all for joining me again. This is your girl, Ivelisse, from Incredibly Divine Journey by Ivelisse. And I'm actually here today. It's a very exciting topic. And I have a special guest for you guys today. I will let you know in a second what, what it's about. So today is 11-11, and it's a huge manifestation day. And I know a lot of you women are manifesting this great guy with this huge list of all these things that you guys want. But I thought it would be interesting if you guys knew my story, um, actually how I met my husband and how we ended up together and how he was everything that my list did not have for the most part. So for entertainment purposes, I'm going to introduce you to my husband. His name is Dick Verado. <laughs> this is the name that he chose. So you want to say goodnight? Well, not saying goodnight, but hello. Yes, I will not be saying my real name because I like to remain anonymous just like i don't have any social media or anything like that so for sole purpose my podcast name if i ever get asked to come again would be dick verado <laughs> and you guys will probably eventually know why he actually picked that name it's just he does not have social media but i know if you guys follow me you guys have seen a different part of him you know you've seen the serious part and the funny part but um let me just start off with just saying so how did I meet um, Mr. Dick Verado? I His brother actually dates one of my cousins, and they dated for like good, what, seven years, 10 years? Seven, wow. I'll go five, good five years, let's just say. And um, in the that was like my girl, like we, her and I did everything together, we're only six months apart. We I was literally like the third wheel in their relationship, but I never really met, met his brother. On a wedding, I did meet him. On their wedding, I met him, and his pickup line to me was, so, so the wedding happened and everything was cool. It was no, nothing, you know, just nothing out of the ordinary. And the next day they had this huge barbecue. And um, I'm, at the time, was 30 and he was 24. And he said to me, if only you were younger. And I just looked at him like, kid, please. I am not ever looking at you. You're a kid for me. And I was just like, what is wrong with you? So anyways, then it became like a whole joke. And then that same night, actually, my cousin in her wedding, she had broken her foot. And he had slept in the house because it was his brother's house. And he left the room all messy. And then um, I she was she texted me over if I can go help her fix the room because she couldn't, because her leg was broken. And I was like, listen, you just got married. You cannot just have his family coming over here and sleeping and leaving the room all messy. Let me text your brother-in-law and let me let him know that if he's going to be sleeping here, he needs to fix his own bed because I'm not coming here to help you. So, of course... Mr. Dick Verado here swears that I did that on purpose to get his phone number and try to talk to him, but I swear that's not the truth. We all know that is the truth. That, that is, is the only reason you text me. <laughs> Absolutely so, not. Absolutely not. So why'd you keep going with the conversation? Uh, all you said was like, who is this? This number's not saved. And he wrote it with the F. So there we go. I was like, he can't spell. But anyways, the, the thing after that, we kept texting. It was really funny. And it was truly like friendship. And then one thing led to another. And we were just like, just messing around. And it became a whole big thing because we don't want the family to know. And because, you know, it was so close to home. And there was such a big age gap between us. And the, truthfully, then this is where it all comes down to. So... Of course, in my life, I had a certain idea of the type of man that I wanted. And, you know, again, he did not fit any of that because he was younger. He was underpaid at the time for what I wanted. Um, he was very immature. Um, I now know that he's just a Gemini and he will always have a serious immature part of him for the rest of his life. But, you know, and then I was always been very level-headed. I've always been, like, very mature. And um, I just, we never thought it was going to be serious. By no means. We never thought it was going to be something that was going to be serious. So then within us just messing around and everything, I had always established 
boundaries. Like, I always said this, and if you're going to mess with some girl, just make sure that I don't know, you know. Like, let's have some respect when we're next to each other. And, um, of course, um, the immature part of him at times would slip up. And he would just let it be known that when we were together, he would go out and, like, talk to another girl. And I'm like, listen, you know what? I'm not going to do this. I'm, like, 30 years old. I don't have time for this. You know, we both know where we are. So what, so why, like, exactly, like, why, why do it so bluntly? Like, just be a little bit more respectful. So then at one point I was just like, done. I was, you know, I'm done. I'm not doing this. Like, I'm not going to keep doing this. It, you know, it, it is what it is. We were just friends. We were just hanging out. And then that's when he decided that, you know, he's going to tell you his side of the story where, where the relationship actually would flip from being, from just playing around to being serious. So I guess now it's my turn to talk, right? Yeah. I guess the turning point, at least in my eyes, it was when you caught me messing around with other women and that you no longer wanted to deal with me. So I guess that that was the biggest turning point in the sense that I knew what I had and didn't want to lose that. In the sense, you know, the grass isn't always greener on the other side. Okay. I could say that, at least for me, that was the turning point on why I wanted to become serious with you. Right. And I never really like ended it in the fact that I wanted him to be serious. It was just more like, you know what? Like, I'm just, I'm not going to play these games. Like, I kind of want to be serious with somebody else. But these were the things that were very challenging for us as a couple. Let's just start guess, off. I guess that's the point about how opposite track because right. we literally had nothing in common at all. And that's what we're going to talk about mainly today about how opposites attract and how you should sometimes give somebody else a chance and how you have this whole list in your mind of what you think you want but it's god sometimes sends you what you need so let's just start off with it was a big huge age difference i was 30 he was 24 what are the differences that you say that you and i have that are very obvious we like nothing in common like for example i'm a huge fanatic sports person okay so what kind of girl you had in mind okay so let's start with that girl that i had in mind was a girl that would always wear high heels (laughs) you can't you can't even wear heels for 30 seconds. Always. <laughs> a girl that wore high heels. A girl that was, honestly, my eyes, that was a doctor or higher than me. Because I already knew what I wanted to do with my life. I know. And I had my career. That a girl that liked sports was definitely a plus. Also, a girl that loves working out and staying in shape. Because <laughs> that's those are some of my biggest passions. A girl that likes watching movies, some TV series. What else? Likes to travel. I like to travel. Yes. But you're just telling me everything else. I'm just giving you parts that were were opposites. Got it. So then, clearly, I don't fit any of that. In fact, in one of the the dates that we had, he says to me in in the date that, well, you know, I'm still talking to this girl because I know she's going to be a a lawyer or a doctor, a doctor, and I'm going to keep her in the back burner because I know that... um, when I become a, uh, you know, this type of person in my career, I that's the type of woman that needs to stand next to me. And I was like, listen, but mind you, what the really funny thing about all this was that at the time I was making more money than him. I was like, bro, how much have you for 1K? Like, please, kid. Like, I was just like, then I said to him, he was with well, the career that I'm in, every woman wants to date me. And I was like, what can you do for me that I haven't done for myself? And then you went back and asked your friends, and what did your friends say? And then my friends did say, oh no, there's certain benefits in that career. But, okay, so what I what did I have in mind? I had in mind somebody that was older. I always dated somebody that was older. Somebody that was mature. Somebody that knew when to, how to act, when to act. Um, somebody that would kind of check me, which I have to say, he does check me a lot, but you know. 
I just wanted somebody that was just mature. And I get this guy that is totally immature uh, at times. But, you know, it's we don't like anything. If I mean, I like I like watching like Married at First Sight. And he wants to watch The Walking Dead. And I you cannot catch me dead watching something that I don't like. But he will do it. Watch superhero stuff, like comic books or anything like that. She He's, will not... She only likes those ratchet shows. Those <laughs> reality TVs, which is not even real in my eyes. It's so fake. It's not even reality TV. It's all made up just for popularity. And I hate watching all that stuff. And then, um, but you know, aside from everything, um, I was very independent. He hated that about me. He actually felt that I was like a hardcore feminist, which I'm not a hardcore feminist. I just appreciate women. I appreciate all their efforts and whatever they overcome. But he felt like, oh, I'm, she's just too independent for me. Like, I don't I don't like that type of woman. So we were just, when I tell you, like, odds were against us, the odds were against us. But I, what what kept me with him is that he was always very funny. And he always kept me back. Like, he was, like, my, like, balance. Like, I knew that when I was with him, everything was going to be okay. We were going to have a good time. And that's what I needed because I'm a very serious person. I'm always worrying about something. And with him, it's like, you know, let's. That's part of the biggest opposite. She is a very serious, serious person. Me, personally, I don't take anything seriously that's and a problem. i think that's it could also be my coping mechanism but it could be the worst day possible in my life and i'll still have a smile on my face and laughing because i always think things could always get worse or always be worse right and i always look at the good thing in people and he's always like no that's not the way he's very black and white and i'm very like no listen let's look at all sides of the story so like to me if something happens i always want to know their point of view this is what could possibly happen maybe it's happened when they, when they were growing up where he's like no no that's just who they are they're not going to change and so that was what that we just had so much differences but what what kept us going was that you know we still had a good time with each other we still had like goals and we kind of met each other in the same way we it was very laid back but regardless of all the differences it was very organic like our relationship never felt like it needed a lot of work like we never we've had bickering but like arguments arguments we've only had two like big and we've been together for a decade so once we decided that this relationship was going to be um you know we were going to give it a chance and that was when I said, you know what, enough is enough. You know, you want to keep messing with your girls, which is great. I'm not going to stop you because you're young. But I'm. this is not for me. Like, this is just not for me. And I'm walking out. And it was, like, really, like, no hard feelings. I've always been the type of person, like, I'm going to walk away with no hard feelings. And I think it hit him, like, well, you know, like, this is somebody that I could build. So, um, what do you think? Uh, um, that actually, what was, what, was the, what, what was organic for you in our relationship? Like, what do you felt like, yeah, this is definitely worth a shot? Aside from, like, not me, like, the relationship-wise. Why do you think that this was different from all the ones that you've had in the past? Well, even though we were so opposite, it was, like you said, it was fluid. I saw a lot of potential in the stuff of being a wife. Like, you're very caring, very attentive. You love to cook, which is, I still think of the way you trapped me, was the to my <laughs> stomach and love eating and food. Like you said, I think it was just, it was just very organic and everything just flowed. And when we, that turning point where you want to completely cut me off i had to either think whether i want to continue this relationship or i just want to keep moving on or move on somewhere else yeah so i think one of the biggest uh, misperceptions that people have about both of us is that um they think that i am the bossy one and you're like this okay if you see my husband on social media because you follow me you think like he's this party guy but he's completely like quiet at home and because i'm so vocal people think i run show in my house but this is what i always say you're the CFO and I'm the CEO. So you're the bank man and I'm the one that runs the house. But all jokes aside, it never feels like that in my house. My house is very peaceful. Um, it's very quiet. We just, 
it just it just flows like we, there's just the energy in my house is really good it's very laid back we there's we never really have to come into agreement like who's deciding what it just kind of like the decisions just come naturally like it's never felt like i've had to make a choice and people feel like i am this very independent girl in the meantime i'm very traditional like you know like he says i'm very caring i love to take i love to cook we barely eat out we rather spend money on other things that are more important to us like um you know we rather spend the money on on people coming and clean our house so that we can go hang out we like to travel so we have our priorities plus my husband's a very big health healthy eater and he just likes to eat like home cooked meals so it works because i love to cook that's for therapy and he just loves that part um what i like from from richie is that people look at him and they think that he's very serious because he's very like antisocial when you meet him but then when they see how funny he is everybody just likes to be around him because he's just so contagious and he has like this big smile and this laugh that is contagious which at the same time can get on my nerves sometimes because he goes from a zero to a thousand and then it's like okay now you need to calm down because i tell you it's either you're all the way in or nothing you're nothing that's that's my mentality and i'm like but and then he doesn't care what people think and i'm always like no calm down bro like you can't be acting like that so i want to say is that you know, one of the biggest mistakes that I, and this has been coming up a lot, is when I talk to women and they're manifesting the type of man that they want, is that they have this list. And I'm not saying that you shouldn't have your priorities straight because you should, right? You should have some standards. 100%. You should have some standards. But from what you're speaking, you have to give everything an opportunity or a chance. Like, I don't think when we first started talking, like like we're saying, this is the girl that I think I want. Right. My life. Never. We never, never, never want It just life. slowly progressed into something like, oh, you know, I actually could see you being with you the rest of my life. So, some women that you keep saying want to manifest something and they think it's gonna pop out in thin air. Like, oh, this is this is the guy. He has all my qualities. That's what that's what I want. That's not that's not the way it's gonna happen or it's gonna work. They're gonna have certain flaws in them, and then that's also another big misconception is that women think they can change men. Right. And I don't think that that that's possible. The guy or man is gonna change because he wants to change for her to have the relationship work. Yes, of course, there's always gonna be some certain things that is never gonna change. That these these are my roots and no matter what you do i i'm gonna change it's that i won't change no matter what like for example i always told you from i love sports that's not gonna change you're not gonna take that away from me from me watching sunday night football or a soccer game stuff you're not gonna change that for me that's that's better and let me just tell you guys i sometimes we only have one tv in our house we have all this space but we had all these tvs before and we never watched it together so it's like I can't stand sports, but he likes to watch sports, but I find other things to do. So if there's certain differences that it just, it's not a deal breaker. Um, what was a deal breaker for you? For me specifically was a woman that had kids. That was a deal breaker. And why was that? For me specifically, I, before you, I talked to many women that had kids and I saw how they treated their daughter or something, stuff like that. So if I was happy to date them and we got serious and then we had a kid, I wouldn't get that same experience of the kid first born, his first steps, his first haircut. So for me personally, that was a deal breaker. I would never, I would talk to a girl that, that had kids, don't get me wrong, but it was that's it. It would never move anything more serious than that, at least for me, that was a deal breaker. And my, and I, my deal breaker was almost the same thing. Like I never really wanted to date somebody that was actually, um, that had to, I would mess with somebody but somebody that had children for the same reason. I wanted, I wanted a man that would experience everything with me at the same time. But another big deal breaker for me was I, I didn't want somebody that I had to worry about all the time when it came to women and drama. And I just didn't want that. And that was something that this relationship gave me. Like, you know, we've had issues that he's not perfect and I'm not perfect. And by no S means. Speaking of drama, I think that's also probably a big 
think was an eye-opener about arguing. The first time we had a big argument, you started cursing them. I go, wait, don't curse. Yeah, because boundaries. we have to have to, set, have to set boundaries. When you pass a certain boundary, you go to only keep going further and further until it right. gets worse. And that is one thing that Richie did check me. Like we could argue whatever, but you're not gonna curse at me. And and that's something that it's has maintained a lot of respect in our relationship, even with my explosive personality. Because I, you know, people, you know, I can get really explosive, but it takes me a while to get there. But I have learned that I have to respect him because he put that boundary. So that was his boundary. His, my boundary was I'm not gonna put up with this crap. I'm not gonna, you know, this is not something that I want to grow up. I saw my father doing it to my mom. I don't want this for myself. And his boundary was like when we argue, we must always respect yourself. Richie has never, ever called me a bad word. Has never cursed at me. We have never shoved each other. That's always been a big no in our relationship. It's been completely respectful. So then, um. One of the biggest mistakes also I think that women do, and I've seen this a lot, is that they expect men to to give them what they do not provide themselves. So, for example, they want a man that has their shit together. They want a man that has money. They want a man that has credit. But then these girls themselves don't have any of that. Agree. That's 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 also, I believe, a big thing. Like, like you're saying, a girl wants a guy that has a good job, but yet they don't have a good job or can't keep a job. Or they want a guy that has no kids, but yet they have two or three kids. Like... You have to, you could definitely have expectations, but you have to be also realist on on some of the certain, certain things that you want in a man. Right. And then I think that also is because that perception that women are tired of also of, it's, it's like you said, like you always say to me, oh, you guys want all these rights. And, and I said, no, we don't, I don't want equal rights. I want equal choice. That's what I want. I want the choice to be able to do something. But women also expect more from men because a lot of men are just kind of like, just not giving half ass. But at the same time, that is their fault because they have allowed that. They, they have definitely been able to... Do you think that women set the tone in a relationship? Um, I would probably say it's 50-50. I think that goes next to that probably the biggest thing, especially in my opinion, in a relationship is communication. Yeah. That's probably the biggest thing that would that makes or breaks a, a, a relationship or a marriage also is communication. And sometimes it's funny because you kind of half-ass communicate communicate sometimes, but I understand you. But in other relationships, that's a big... For example, like Richie would be like, I'll be asking Richie something that happened. He'll just get so excited that he'll tell me the story halfway. And I'm like, wait, hold up, hold up. Like, what are, what are we what are we talking about here, you know? Um, so it also sometimes takes that the other person can understand where you're coming from. So I, don't, I think for us is that um, another thing is that you're very affectionate. That's a big misconception that people think... I, you're very affectionate. I'm not. That is true. That is very true. I am. That's also right there. That's another big opposite of us. That I'm affectionate and you're not. I'm not in public. I'm not affectionate in public at all. Um, also, I, I get lost with a freaking map. Like yes, you get lost with a GPS. <laughs> <laughs> it's crazy to me. All I need to do is see myself one time around wherever we're at. And I know exactly where we are. Every landmark, everything possible around that. Where we go. <laughs> But also, we do like to travel a lot, but I, but you know, I like long trips, and we we we're not into local trips. Uh, neither one of us. Um, we're also very big on boundaries when it comes to friends. My friends are my friends. My cousin, are my cousin, his friends are his friends. His cousin, are his cousins. I don't call his cousins. He doesn't. I don't call his friends. He doesn't call my cousins. He doesn't call my friends unless it's something has to do because you're buying me a gift. So definitely, you know, um, I really hope you guys got something off of this little. We'll, um, we'll do part two. I think probably one of the yes. we'll have to talk about is the 
people influence in your relationship. Yes, you have to be very careful with how people influence because we got a lot of negative influence um, and opinions in the beginning because of the age difference. And one of the biggest things that I know a lot of people that follow me are dying to know is um, how you feel about the fact. What what is one of the most sensitive topic in our relationship? The most <laughs> sensitive topic in our relationship. Oh, fun. We'll finish off with this. This is a ghost to show about how opposites completely attract. Yes, I wanted all this in a female with high heels, looked up like a supermodel, was a, was a figure eight. And then I wanted- Excuse a, me, I'm a, I'm a 16. Wanted a, wanted a woman that would take my last name. And, and we'll finish with that because that's a whole nother conversation. And I'm gonna get crazy in the microphone. I'm staying calm this whole time. <laughs> So yeah, we're, we're gonna end up on this note. We'll do a part two with that and why this is a big thing because he is very traditional with that and why I have, I, I, I just haven't done it to this point, changed my last name. I can't speak for tomorrow. But in the end, we just wanted you guys to understand that, you know, you have to give people a chance and, and understand that opposites do attract and you and just sometimes just cut a little loose on what you expect from people and have all these expectations from them because just let it flow organically. Just let it see what they have to offer you. And if it doesn't work out for you, it doesn't work out. That doesn't mean that you're going to take abuse from other people because you're trying to figure out because women also fall in love with potential and not who they are. And you have to be realistic from this is who I am. Um, that's one thing that he taught me. This is who I am. I'm not going to change. So we will be doing a part two. Yes. I just want to say thank you for having me. Hopefully yeah. it won't be the last time. And if you can follow me on social media, Dick Dorado. <laughs> uh, joking. I'm joking. I don't have any social media. He does not have social thank media. For, thank you for having me. It's been fun um, to tell people our story, and I'm looking forward to tell anyone. If you guys have any topics that you want us to talk about, um, you know, we'll get more into depth. This is just more a little bit of just getting to the surface, uh, you know, because it is, like I said, a big manifestation day, and I wanted you guys to understand. Just, just be laid back and just let things happen and let people come into your life and give them a chance to flourish and be what you want them or let them be or not be in your life what they need to be. One last thing. Since we might be doing a part two, they could send you any questions that they want to ask us if anything like that go we'll ahead just dm more me happy to tell them the story or if they have we're very transparent we're very transparent as you guys can see so whatever you guys want to ask us we're very transparent um we're here to answer anything we're here to help we're not again again we're not perfect we're not experts or therapists but we this is our real life and we have a lot to tell and thank like you for you said, coming this is our story and our journey that's well, it. more your journey but <laughs> I'm just here as a guest. <laughs> for the rest of your life, bro, because that pension is coming to me. Anyway, so thank you guys for listening. Um, just take, learn something a little about this. Let me know how you like this episode, and are you looking forward to part two?